right, grab a seat. If you are uh, heading out with the kids, Jeroen and Carrie are going to be with you guys today. So on your mark, get set and go. Heading out. All right. Very good. Um, Emily came up to me at the beginning as I was coming up the stairs today, and she said, how could you not preach on the last day that I'm going to be here? And I guess that's actually good because it would have been better like, oh, thank God you're not preaching on the last day. No, but, but she said, how could you not preach on the day that I'm the, my last day of being here? And, uh, and uh, I just told her, I said, well, I don't even know if I even told her anything, but I was thinking about that. And, and I'm going to answer you. The reason I'm not preaching today is because God has brought Pastor Benny from Nicaragua and when I found out he was here and God put on my heart that he was supposed to preach today. And so the reason I'm not preaching is because God wants Pastor Benny preaching today. And so everybody here needs to know that, man. Whatever uh, God has brought this man from Nicaragua to come and speak to us today. And there's something that God wanted us to hear through him. So as I begin to introduce him, I'm not really preaching, but I want to share this. <laughs> um, in, in the New Testament... Um, Man, when you, if, if all you had was the Bible, the New Testament, and you were stranded on a desert island for 20 years, and all you had to know about what the New Testament church was supposed to be like was what the New Testament showed, and you were reading that New Testament, and all of a sudden you came back to modern-day America, would you be able to recognize the New Testament church? And, um, you know, is the New Testament church doing the things that that the uh, book of Acts and that the New Testament shares that we're supposed to be doing? Is it living that way? Is it accomplishing those things? Is it a family that loves each other? Hey, do you guys love each other? That's awesome, man. And we try to make that part of who we are at Driftwood. I, I share with people all the time, shared with uh, you the other day, Linda, if we don't scare you off, welcome to the family because <laughs> we're pretty raw. And uh, if you don't come back, that's why. There's another church where you can hide or something along those lines. But, but we're family, and that's what the New Testament church is supposed to be. The, Jesus even said, you know, here's what's going to happen. He said, man, when you walk through that door to follow me, you may not have a place to lay your head. You may not, you know, foxes have holes, and you may not even have a rock to lay your head on. He said, count the cost before you do it. It's a full surrender. Take up your cross every day, and you just focus on doing that. And he said, I'm going to take care of all of your needs. And he's going to do that through supernatural ways through other people who are in this family. We are a family. And he said, you're going to know you're part of this family by the love. And so he said, as you come into this body of believers, there's going to be love. And part of that love is people meeting each other's needs when they didn't have it. Now, we're not maybe in America as in severe a situation as they are in maybe other places where the Muslim, the Islamic world is coming to Jesus Christ and getting saved. Did you guys know that? Where when you give your life to Christ, you get martyred and stuff. We're not there yet. But we still have needs and, and we still try to meet each other's needs. I got a couple of needs that I want to share with you. Um, you know, I don't say much about money, power, politics. We try to keep all that out of the church. You guys know we don't even pass a plate. We have these little rusty buckets. Well, they're shiny now. And, you know, people put their <laughs> offerings in those, in those shiny buckets, you know, and that's, that's kind of where we're at. Um, and that's how God's directed us to do this. But when there are some needs, I feel led to bring them. I have one that maybe you might consider big and one that you might consider small. But in the real realm of life, there's when a need, you have a need, a need is a need. And there's no size in that. And so, so in that situation, I want to present a couple of them. As you guys know, um, maybe almost a couple of months ago now, 
Ashley was going to the airport, and she was, uh, Ashley's the one who was singing up here, and JJ's uh, the one who was up here playing guitar. Uh, they're married. They have my little grandson. They're my, that's my daughter and son-in-law, but uh, she was going to the airport, and uh, uh, got run off the road uh, by a semi. Had a choice of getting her and my grandson creamed by a semi, and she pulled off of an exit that she wasn't planning on. The lady in front of her freaked out, stopped. She hit him and got the ticket, and uh, fortunately the car was able to be driven back home and everything, but it's all crunched, and it was JJ's car, and, and so it's crunched, and it's really not safe to be driving around town, and they've been praying for a couple of months. I've been praying for a couple of months of what to do with all of this, because when they came here uh, about a year ago, um, actually three or so, four, three or four or five years ago, really, they were in seminary, and they had heard a speaker, and they called me that day, and they were like, hey, we're called to plant a church on the beach, and uh, that's what they had shared with me, and, um, and I said, yeah, well, awesome, good luck, man, that's going to be awesome, I'll help you out, but I fully planned on being in a regular church, and, you know, and maybe we could plant churches there, did, never did I expect at that point God would put me in a position where he said, stick some umbrellas in the sand, and let's start a church. But that's the position that he did put me in at that point uh, later. And so uh, now that came time, they graduated. Now it came time that things were happening. Now they got, and they had a pretty cushy position up there in, in North Florida. And um, even as they were thinking about leaving, there were some pretty cushy ministry opportunities presented to them that were very tempting. And those opportunities are still kind of available even. And, and, and the idea, um, as those things come up, they're having to wrestle with what God really wants them to do. And I'll never forget when they called and they just said, look, we don't have a job and we don't have a place to live, but we know we're supposed to move here. We know we're supposed to move here. And that was like probably last April. And so from April till July, when they actually moved here during that time, they got a place to live. Natalie got a new place to live and Natalie held the apartment and the townhome where they're at, where we believe we're going to plant the first driftwood, the, the next driftwood up there. And Natalie's like, I just believe you guys are supposed to have it. And they're like, awesome, we love it, but we don't have any money. We don't have a job. We don't know how it's going to work. But by the time they got here, they had saved up enough to live off of for a few months until he could find a job. Because coming here to work with driftwood, there was no salary, no kind of compensation. We aren't there yet. <laughs> we're still three years into a church plant. And um, in that situation. And so when they came, uh, by the time they got here, they had a place to live and they had some supplemental income to, to live off of. And then one day, JJ went to a small group and this guy Kevin went to a small group who neither one of them have ever been back to that small group, but they met each other there. And all of a sudden now JJ has is part of a marketing company, which he's very good at. And if you're wondering, JJ is the one who does all these signs. JJ takes care of all of our, uh, all our social media, all of our website, all of our app, all of our, all of our that stuff, along with him and Ashley with the band. And um, in that stuff, you know, they're part of that band. And so they're doing a lot of stuff, but there's absolutely no compensation for that. And um, uh, so where I'm going with all of this is that... Um, they, JJ has a job, Ashley's a beach body coach, and everything they're making, they're using to basically be able to pay the bills like most all of us are, and there's very little left over. And I know there's been some that have given some towards their vehicle, but here's the need, and I don't know if maybe you can just pray. I don't know if God's putting anything else on your heart. Um, I remember one time when I needed a vehicle, and, uh, and God had this guy give me a 1965 Ford Econoline van 
that had been used and abused by, a, uh, by the phone company Bell South in the Everglades, and he had just been using it. And he's like, hey, you, I heard you need a vehicle. You want this? And, and God did a miraculous thing, I'll tell you later. He bought me a Volkswagen engine through that. And one day I'll tell you that story. But I don't know what it is, but I know that God put on my heart this morning. And as I was praying last night, I'm not begging for money. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to squeeze it out of you. In fact, don't you dare do anything unless God tells you to do it. But I just felt led by the Holy Spirit of God last night after, many, after a couple months of praying about this um, to present this need here. They really don't have the money to fix their vehicle or re repair their vehicle or replace it at this point. And they're kind of like, okay, God, what are you going to do? So this is the next step. And if you have any solutions, answers, anything God puts on your heart, please see Ashley and JJ and let them know. And, um, and, and, and if he doesn't, you certainly can be praying for him in that. And um, so I'm asking you to do that because, again, one day the idea is for our pastors to be able to receive compensation. But, but um, at this point, it's just not there for JJ, and we're working towards that. But uh, God has just called us to plant, make disciples, not build a church. If we were about building a church, man, we would have all that, all that all in order. It would be a different story. But God's given us the freedom to just spend all the time we can with whoever he puts in our life and just love people and help them see life from God's perspective and make disciples. And that's who we are. And we got to count on the fact he's going to take care of everything else. So that's one need that's there. But the other one kind of came about um, with uh, Susie had called me and, or texted me. And Pastor Benny uh, has a church in Nicaragua. And, uh, and it's blowing up. Anybody here ever been to Nicaragua? Natalie, you were in Nicaragua. But you were on the other coast, man. He's on the southeast coast of Nicaragua. And as you know, Pastor Benny started up in the jungle and in the bush. And he would go over to the islands. And when he was in the islands, commercial fishing to be able to make a living to live in the jungle. He would uh, preach to the people in the islands. And then he would bring fish back to sell to the people in the mainland. And he would preach there. And so he was preaching wherever he was making a living, much like New Testament pastors do. And, um, and then God moved him into Pearl Lagoon, right? Pearl Lagoon. And, and we went to Pearl Lagoon with him, and everybody in Pearl Lagoon knows him. And then God moved him from Pearl Lagoon down into um, one of the biggest areas in southeast uh, Nicaragua called Bluefields. And so you can look on a map, and boom, there it is. And I will guarantee you everybody in Bluefields knows Pastor Benny. And it's a big place when you see it on the map. And that's because the man is always about doing God's business. And, and in that, recently, they've acquired property in the middle of Bluefields because they have different locations all over and all kinds of things busting out, man. Their church is expanding and blowing up the kingdom. People are giving their life to Jesus and they're getting baptized and they are making disciples, which is what it's all about. And, um, and it's because of this godly, God using this godly man and godly prayer warrior. He's probably been up since 5 o'clock praying for this service right now, at least, if not 4 o'clock, right? <laughs> what time did you get up this morning, brother? Four. Yeah, and, and, and that's what he was doing, praying for this. So I know he's got something for you to hear today. And he's the one who's supposed to preach, Emily, not me today. That's, so what I'm doing right now is not preaching, all right? <laughs> but so anyways, on this... Um, in Bluefields, what's happening is it, with all like 20 to 30-year-olds, man, God's using this old man to reach 20 to 30-year-olds, and, and it's just blowing up. And in the center of Bluefields, they now have a piece of property, and they now built on that piece of property. They've had to expand that piece of property. I had no doubt they were going to max that property out. 
But in all of that, um, they have some needs and they need to be able to keep track of stuff and his daughter can do that, but she's missing something. She's missing a laptop computer. <laughs> so I told you one thing was kind of big, one thing small, but when you need it, you need it. And it's, it doesn't matter, it's big when you need it. It is no big and small. And so maybe somebody's got a laptop computer that they're not using. Maybe somebody's got, says, dude, no, God put it in my heart. I'm going to buy him one. Somebody's like, oh, dude, we were just going to, you know, I can't even tell you how God's going to do all this. But I do believe God's got a laptop computer for him. Maybe somebody say, here's a check. Go get a laptop computer. And if you want to work that out, work it out with Susie over here. Susie, raise your hand. All right. If you would like to help contribute to Pastor Benny's laptop computer some way, somehow, you've got a solution. I am putting Susie in charge of that. Aren't you glad you got that job? And uh, she, will, she will make sense of whatever it is. So go see her. If you ask me, I'm going to say go see Susie. All right. And so... Man, God is blowing things up in Nicaragua, and we had Pastor Benny here a couple months ago. Pastor Benny, come on up, would you? And um, I, when I, like, yeah. Love you, brother. And uh, so when I wrestled, I heard he was here, and I've been wrestling with the message out of Acts, and wrestling, and, and, and in fact, um, Right after I sent the text saying, man, can Pastor Benny preach? Because I just really felt God wanted me to have him preach. All of a sudden, God took the message I was working on in Acts for today and just opened it up. But it's not for today. It's for in a few weeks. This is what we're supposed to hear today. So please listen. All right? Thank you. Good morning to everyone. Welcome back. Come back. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure being here this morning. Second time to bring the word up lay on my heart this morning. I was here recently, as Pastor said. Um, I have like 35 years, a little more, been preaching the gospel. And um, my life is not only preach, but my life is live the word. Live what the gospel says. Live what the word says. So um, I, I enjoy that. My joy is to live the word. Live the word is my joy. I always been pleased and happy to live God's words. You have to like there, bro. So living God's words, it's important. And um, as I said, my life of preaching the gospel, I have been living the word. So this morning, the Lord had laid on my heart to minister on the kingdom of God. And John the Baptist had been preaching that gospel of the kingdom. John the Baptist declared, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, he said, for the kingdom of God is near. Prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. And when I read through that and I saw that this morning, I said, my, this is where God wants us to go. This is where God wants us to be. And this is what he wants us to live. God wants us to live in his kingdom. God wants us to follow his word towards his kingdom. And to go there, we need to repent. There are times that we must repent. And many times when we hear the word repent, we may think about someone who had done certain things that is wrong or because they had sinned and so they have to repent from their sin. But I recognize this morning that repentance means turn away. 
And in our life sometimes we need to turn away from some misunderstanding. You haven't seen, we haven't done anything wrong, maybe you said, but I had misunderstanding. I never understand quietly what God was saying to me, and I did something that I missed. So then what I have to do, I have to repent and come back to him and acknowledge your mistake. Acknowledge that you were wrong. And that's where many people don't take it hard. They don't want to acknowledge they're wrong. They don't want to acknowledge their mistake. So they continue going down the drain by not accepting to acknowledge their mistake. In life, I believe this morning, every one of us make mistake. If there is anyone in the house this morning that never made a mistake, I would call you perfect. But I believe everyone this morning made mistake in life. And when we acknowledge that we made a mistake, we need to say, I repent of that. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. And decide to live what God wants us to live. Decide to go the way that God wants us to go. Decide to do the things that God wants us to do. As I hear a pastor say a word there this morning, acknowledging that Jesus as Savior and acknowledging that Christ as King. Amen. Jesus Christ. Jesus is Savior, but Christ make him King. I declare him in Christ, declare him King. And as we acknowledge him as our king, then we doesn't do what we want. We do what the king wants. Amen. We doesn't go where we want. We go where the king wants us to go. We don't say what we want to say. We say what the king wants us to say. We doesn't live how we want to live. We live according to the king. And his, hallelujah, and his principle. We live his principle. A kingdom principle. We follow him as our king. We no more rule of ourselves. We never rule, no more rule ourselves. He rules over us. Because he's our king. And that's why John was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord, which were the king that is about to come. Prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. This morning, that's what we need to do. Make his part straight. Get things right with him. Get things right with him this morning. We need to get things right with our king. We need to get things right with God. We need to get it right this morning. If you made mistake this morning, submit yourself and repent. Amen. Surrender and repent. Give it up. Turn away. Choose this morning to go the right way. Which is the right way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man go to the Father except by me. Jesus is the way this morning. Not my way, not your way. Jesus is our way. He never only declared the way, but he is the way. Jesus is the way. So this morning, repent. And as I look at the word, I'm going to give you a few scriptures. As I look at the word that John was preaching, and then when Jesus began to preach, he said, after John was put into prison, then Jesus began to preach. And Jesus comes saying the same words. He said, repent. 
Jesus come back confirming what John was saying. Jesus come back and confirming that saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's near. It's here. Repent. So today, as we are here, I encourage you this morning. I encourage you today. Let's do it. Don't think about it. It's time to do it. Even as, as we also know before I go to the scripture that Nicodemus come to Jesus. And he was asking Jesus, what could I do to be part of your kingdom? What must I do? And Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, the only thing you need to do is to be born again. You need to be born again. Because Nicodemus saw the power he said, I know that Jesus, he said to Jesus, I know that you are sent by God because no man can do these things that you do except God is with him. Amen. 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 That's what Nicodemus said to Jesus. I know that no man can do what you are doing except God is with him. What could I do? What must I do? Nicodemus said to him. That I could be part of your kingdom. That I could be part of that power that I'm seeing that you're manifesting. Jesus said unto him, then you need to be born again. How could I born again? He said, when I'm old. Could I go the second time in my mother's belly and come from there? So Jesus said unto him, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. But you must be born again. You must be born again. That means it must be a transformation. Yeah. You must be transformed. You must change. You must return. You must come new. You need to let go. Give it up. Turn away. And be a new child. Born again. So I hear it this morning about baptism. For those who are going to be born again. Hey. Be born in the kingdom of God. Your new birth bring you this morning into God's kingdom. Your first birth only bring you into the world that we live in. Your first birth only bring you to be part of the, the, the family that you're born from. Your first birth only bring you to be American if you are born in America, so you're a citizen of America. But when you're born of the water and of the spirit, it makes you to be citizen of the kingdom of God. Give the Lord a hand clap. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. It makes you to be born now citizen of the kingdom. That's powerful this morning. Because when you're born into this world, it's a he that born of the flesh is of the flesh. But he that born of the spirit is of the spirit. You must be born again. Amen. So we all need a spiritual birth. Everyone needs a spiritual birth. We all may have born of the flesh. That's sure. We're here, so we're born of the flesh. We're born from a mother. But not everyone is born of the spirit. So you have the choice to be born of the spirit. You have a privilege to be born of the spirit. The Lord wants you to have that second experience, the second birth, to be born of the spirit. So today, if you are here and you haven't been repented, because you have misunderstanding. You have been missed somewhere or somehow. Today is your day to repent. And if you need to be born.
the spirit, then you accept to do so because then there's no reason for you to stay away. There's no reason for you to stay out. It's time to be born into his kingdom. Time to do it. How long are you going to wait? How much more years are you going to live? You don't know. How long are you going to be here? I don't know. But one short thing I know that if I burn up the water and of the spirit, I am born into the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm born to live the life of the king. I'm born to live a new life now. And I am on my way to eternity with the king. Wow. If you miss it, then it's your desire. If you miss it, it's your choice. But I'm here to tell you, make your decision. Do it as quick. Repent. Sometimes we, we, sometimes we, sometimes there are things that holds us back from repenting. Or there are things that we need to repent about. And let me say it this way. Some of the things that keep us back, hinder us. This may be hard, but it's true. Religion. Religion keep us back many times from coming into what God wants. Because we believe in our tradition, we have believed in our religion. The kingdom of God is not about religion, the kingdom of God is not about your tradition. That's powerful. Amen. That's strong. Sometimes we say, well, because my mother did this, my grandmother did this, so I'm going to be this. No. You got to let go your religion, your tradition. You got to let go and declare that I want to be in God's kingdom. I'm no more about my religion. I'm no more about my tradition. I'm about the word of the king. I'm about the words of the king. I'm about to do what the king says, not what I say. Not what my grandmother said. Not what my grandfather said. Not what my religion said. I'm about to do what the king says, which is king of king and lord of lord. Powerful statement. Powerful statement. Because there are people who hold on to religion and die in their religion and go to hell because of their religion. Religion hadn't come to save man. Jesus had come to save us. Amen. Men make their religion. Men believe in their religion. But Jesus never brings a religion. He brings us the kingdom of God. He brings us a message about his kingdom. And he said his kingdom have no end. His kingdom is everlasting. His kingdom is forever. Religion has end, your life has end, but the kingdom of God has no end. You make a choice this morning. You decide today, what do you want to be? Where do you want to live? Where do you want to spend your eternity? Where do you want to be after this life? Where do you want to be after this is over? Where are you going to be forever? If it's not in the kingdom of God, then you would be in eternal suffering. Eternal punishment away from God. Today we have a choice and you have the right to decide. Make your choice. If you need to repent, then repent. If you need to turn away, then turn away. 
If you need to forsake certain things, forsake it. If you need to leave it, leave it. For the gospel's sake, for the word of God's sake, for the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is here. And it's the most powerful gospel that you could ever hear. It's the most powerful gospel that could ever be preached. Because it's the gospel that Jesus had prayed to this earth. And wants us to live that gospel. He wants us to live that message of concerning his kingdom. Let me see if I drop these few verses to you this morning. In the book of Matthew chapter 3 verses 1, 2, 3. As I was saying, John had John the Baptist preached these words, and he said, In those days come John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. Make his path straight. So today, make his path straight. Then as I flip over to Mark chapter 1, verses 14. Mark chapter 1, verses 14. Now after John was put into prison, Jesus come into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe the gospel amen amen amen, amen. amen. repent and believe this message repent and believe this information repent and accept this message and then he went down in the verses 16 and so now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, well, we're right here beside the sea. Amen. Amen. We're right here beside the ocean. We like that. Amen. Amen. We're right here. So he said, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, come after me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And straightway they forsake their nets and follow him. And when he had gone a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the boat, mending their nets. And straightway he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the other servant and went after him. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. So today we are here beside the ocean as we say. And the Lord this morning is calling you this morning to be disciples as Pastor said. The Lord is calling us to be disciples. The Lord is calling us to go forth with this gospel that you now have, that you have received. That you know that Jesus is your savior and you know that he's your king. Then now is the time to tell others about this Jesus that you know. It's time to tell others about this Jesus that you know had delivered you, had set you free, had changed your life, had made you who you are today. It's time to tell others about him. Don't hold back. Don't stay away. Sometimes we want to say to be a disciple I have to be perfect. None of the disciples was perfect. Every disciple that was called by Jesus had some problem. Somebody hearing me? Amen. Everyone had some problem. That's why Jesus said come and I will make you. So you can make yourself. You need to come to him. Let he make you. Amen. Come to him. Come to Jesus today. Give yourself to him and let him do what you can do for yourself. If you could have done it for yourself, you would have already done it. But you can't do it for yourself. That's why you need to come to him. Amen. That's why we must come to him. There are things that if you can't do for yourself, you just can't do it. Because if you could have done it, you would have already done it. But you just can't do it. You're trying you look in help. You need some help. Well, Jesus is the answer today. He is the way. He is the answer. Come to him this morning. Submit yourself. Surrender yourself. Repent this morning of your mistake. Repent this morning of your misunderstanding. Repent this morning of what you never know. But today maybe you're getting to know it. Or you have got to know it yesterday. Well, this is your time now. Make up your mind and follow him this morning. Make up your mind and follow him. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow might be too late. Today is your day. Make up your mind and say, I'm ready to follow him. I'm about to go his way. Not my way no more, but his way. For he is the right way. He is the right way. Your way, my, my, yours way and my way, we may have mistakes, we may have fathers. I said we may have done wrong things, but his way is the straight way. And that's why he called us to come and follow the straight way. Come and go his way. To finish, I just want to drop this in. In the book of Saint, uh, Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Uh, let me give you it this way. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Then I go back to that. Matthew chapter 6 33 which I think you... Make familiar with this. Most preachers love to quote this. That he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I, these things shall be added unto you. Jesus make a clear statement. Clear statement. He said, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. And those things that you may worry and you're thinking about, as Pastor said, we have needs. And he know our needs. He said that in the verses above. He said, he know that we have needs. He said, he know that you have needs for clothes. He know that you have needs for shoes. He know that you have needs for houses. He know that you have all these needs. 
But in spite of all the needs that you have, you're required to do one thing. Look for his kingdom first. Seek his kingdom first. And I love that. I love that. Because he's saying that when we find his kingdom, in his kingdom have all the things that we need. Give the Lord a hand clap right now. Give him a hand clap right now. Hallelujah. When we find his kingdom, in his kingdom have everything that you need. You believe that this morning? I don't know if you believe that, but I believe that. Yeah. I, I, I trust that word. I hold on that word. I live that word. Seeking his kingdom first. Wake up in the morning seeking more of his kingdom. Walking down the road desiring more of his kingdom. In the workplace, I desire more of his kingdom. Because I know in his kingdom have everything that I need. Amen. Wow. In his kingdom have everything, my friend. But there are times that people go for looking for the things and not for his kingdom. Seeking other things, seeking other ways, seeking it outside of the kingdom. And they get lost. They get stray away because they go the wrong way. Seek ye first, Jesus stated. Look first for my kingdom. Look first for his kingdom and his righteousness. Do the right thing. Go for it in what is right. And in there, you will find everything. To close this morning, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8. These are two powerful statements. These words now is where we could see the power of God's kingdom. And many ways, many more you could find, but I'll just touch a few verses. Matthew chapter 10, I'm going to read the verses 7, 8, and 7. Uh, let me do 6, 7, and 8. It said, but go rather to the last sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Same thing John said. The same thing Jesus began preaching after John was put into prison. And now he come back saying to his disciples that he had called to follow him. And they all left the boat, left their father, leave everything for the word's sake, for the gospel's sake, and following him. He said, now go preach saying, the kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is now. The kingdom of heaven is close. Heal the sick. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received it, freely you give it. Powerful. Amen. 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 Wow. So I saw this that when we proclaim this gospel of the kingdom and we declare to live the gospel of the kingdom and we declare to go the way the king says we must go, which is Christ our king. And we do what he said. He backed his word up with power. And said, go heal the sick. Cleanse the leopards, which was the most sickness at that time. Which was just contaminated sickness at that time. And, and, and today we have many sickness. I'm not going to mention. But today we have many sickness on this planet earth now. Even more than then. 
And it's a time now for the church rise up to the standard, as Pastor said, to the early church. Where the disciples and Jesus had given the power to the disciples, to the believer, to go forth and declare, hallelujah, declare light in darkness, declare healing in sick places, declare deliverance where people are possessed with demons, and declare life where there is death. This is the time now. This is a new time moment for the church to take its place and do as the king says. Give him a high five. Give him a high five. This is powerful statement. This is time for rise up. This is time to become who God says he wants you to be for this generation. This is the time now. Let's stop just being good. Being in church this morning, it was good. But it's better when we live it in hallelujah. It's better when you said, I'm about to live his word. I'm about to do what his word says. In this house, everyone have some anointing upon you. In this house, somebody have a gift upon you. In this house, somebody God want to use this morning. It's your time to be used by God. The same way he used his disciple, he will use you today. Because you are the disciple for this generation. We are the disciples for this generation. We are the one that God is looking on this morning to do it well. He's not coming back to do it. He have you and me here to do it this morning. Amen. And if we don't do it this morning, then who's going to be faulted for it? Think about it. If you don't do what God saying you should do this morning, because you choose to do your own thing. You decide to go where you want. You decide to do what you want. And not to do what God wants. Then who going to be counted for it? It's you. Amen? Yeah, man. Not Pastor Eddie. Not Pastor Benito. It's you. What he called me to do, I'm doing it. What he called Pastor Eddie to do, he's doing it. What he called you to do, what you're, what you're doing about it. Amen? Amen this morning. Amen, Amen this morning. Yes, when he called these disciples that we just read, they leave their father, they leave their boat, they leave their net, they leave everything. When they hear the gospel, they leave it all because they declare yeah. to go forth for the word. Amen. Amen. It's all tough. It's a challenge. But it's the word. Amen. Amen. It's the word. It's the word. I've been there, hallelujah, I remember this and I'm going to be brief with you. I remember when the Lord said to me, I was on the island of Little Corn Island. I was there that morning in prayer meeting and the Lord dropped on my heart and said, leave everything that you're doing now and go in full-time ministry. Full-time. As Pastor said, I used to do trading and fishing and do everything and go for it with the, with the gospel. Where I go, I preach. And wherever I go, I sell and I preach. I used, was doing that. But then he said to me, even that, you need to let go and just do what I call you to do. Preach my word. And I cried tears that morning because it's not easy to make the decision. I cried tears and I, hallelujah, I went home to the house where my wife was with And I said to her, I said, honey, you know what happened? The Lord speak clearly to me this morning and said, I must leave everything and go into full-time ministry. Is you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> And then she said, and how are we going to make it? 
How are we going to survive? I said, I know one thing. If he calls me, he will provide. If he calls me, he will make a way. If he calls me, he will open doors. And she said, well, if you say so, I will obey you. Amen. So she, she understood it clearly. She never fight against me. She just said, well, it's your choice. If God says so, then we do so. We leave from where we was. We come to our village where we live. And we call a meeting with the town because we was like everybody in the town. If they need a, a prayer, they come to us. If they need some food, they come to us. Whatever they need, they come to us. And my wife was doing a, a teaching for the preschool. So we call a meeting with the town and we tell them what the Lord says. And we are about to go into God's business. And everybody cried tears. How you are going to leave us? Is you going to leave us? Is you going to leave the community? You're not going to be here anymore. I said, wherever God's called me to go, I will go. We, are, we make up our mind to do his work. And only his work. And we pop back the next day, we begin to get ready. The third day after, we leave over to another town where my mother-in-law was living. And we went there just to hear from God where he wanted us to go next. But we did make this step out. And a few days after, we get receive a letter. And the letter was saying, come to Bluefields because our big church in Bluefield was down. The pastor died after 10, 10 months, and he was doing a good job. The church was going good, but he died in a heart attack. And they need you to come in and help. And I said, wow, this is the Lord. I just said, I'm ready to go anywhere God called me. And this is a letter come saying, come here now. And we moved to Bluefield, me and my wife. And we begin to be there, and the Lord began to move in Bluefield because we begin to preach on the street corner. We begin to preach open outside and people begin to add back to the church, come to the church and begin to give their life, get saved, get we do baptism every Sunday. We're doing baptism in that church. And we that church had moved up till they had five hundred people come to the church. And then the the, farm, the 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 founder of that ministry said to me, We need to move you again. We're gonna send you to Pearl Lagoon. I said, that's okay. That's why I'm here. Amen. Amen. So he put, an expert, he put a pastor in that church and sent me to Pearl Lagoon where there was only eight people coming to that church. Amen. <laughs> and we went into Pearl Lagoon and we're going to do what God says to do in Pearl Lagoon. And in three months, the church couldn't hold us. There was no space to put anybody. People all around the church. Amen. Then I said, we need to expand this building. And the, 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 the boards of the church couldn't understand that. So they said, well, let's put on a little 15 feet more. I said, no, we need to do something bigger than that. No, that would be enough. We put on a 15 feet more, and in two months, the 15 feet couldn't hold anymore. And we've been there for nine years. And just before I decide leaving, I said to them, we've got to do something big again because God is doing a big work. But then the Lord called me out and said, go back to Bluefield. And I obeyed him and went back to Bluefield. Then the Lord said, now you're going to do something new. Start something totally new. Different from where you was. Different from what you was doing. Do something new. Because there is a new generation. It's now a new generation that need to get this gospel. That they must live for this generation. 
I obey the Lord. Be faithful to him. We have been here. We've been there. Because anytime the work begins to grow, the enemy attack it. And, and, and they take us out of the building where we are. We have to find somewhere else. But the more they move us around, the church grow even more. Amen. So sometimes when our obstacle rises just to make something better. Come on, talk to me now. Amen. We had some obstacle, but anytime the obstacle rise up and we had to move to somewhere else, it just made the church grow bigger. It just increased even more. And then it proved to you who are your faithful people. Somebody hearing me. It proved to us by moving over here and moving over there, you have some people who would never leave us because they had grounded in the word and they had loved this gospel so they would go wherever we go. Amen. Amen. That's what the disciple was with Jesus. They would go wherever Jesus go. They would do whatever Jesus says. They were obedient. So this morning, the power of God is in this message, in his word. Do what he said. And this is time to do it now. Last verses to finish. Matthew 7, 24 and 25. And we're going to leave it right here for today. Matthew 7, 24 and 25. Matthew 7, 24 and 25. Powerful. Jesus make this clear and you could preach on this but I'm not going to preach on this I'm just leaving this for me to think about he said therefore whosoever heareth these saying of mine and doeth them I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock whosoever hear these saying of mine and to them. I compare them like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. He said, And the rain descend, and the winds come. No, the flood come, and the winds blow, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was found upon a rock. Amen? Amen? Amen. When we hear these words and we do them, we hear the words and we live them. The word of the Lord say he compare us like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Today I encourage you build your life on the rock which is Christ Jesus. Amen. Build your life this morning on that rock, which is Christ Jesus himself. Build your life this morning on the word of God, which heaven and earth is will pass away, but my word remain forever. So build your life this morning on a strong standard, and that's the word of God this morning. Build yourself, put yourself there this morning. Be who God says you must be this morning. Do what God says you must do today. If you need to repent this morning, don't forget. Repent. Turn away. If something had holding you back, something had keeping you down, something in your mind had been there hindering you this morning. As I said, sometimes it's religion, sometimes tradition, sometimes some other things that are holding you back. 
Today is your day. Be wise this morning. Build your life upon the rock this morning. Be wise today. Give yourself to the Lord. Live his kingdom and be part of his kingdom. This is time to be so. Then he said, if you hear this saying, let, let me do the other part. He said here, and who's and and everyone that hear it, these saying of mine and do it, them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descend, and the flood come, and the winds blow, and our blow. The winds blow and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Amen. 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 This morning, you have a choice. We all have a choice. And the Lord, as Lord and as King, He give us that right to make choice. He give us that privilege that we could decide what you want from today on. What you want from this day forward. You have to make your choice for it. What you desire from today is your choice. If you want to be healed, then it's your choice. If you want to set free, then it's your choice. If you want to do his will, it's your choice. If you want to go your way, it's still your choice. Because he gave us the privilege to choose. Make your choice this morning. Make your decision this morning. What do you want from this day forward? Who you want to be like from today? What you want to be like from today? What you want to accomplish from today? What do you need from today? What is your needs that I need today? And I'm going to seek his kingdom and his righteousness for that that I need. Amen. I don't know how your time is, but the spirit of the Lord wants you to do this this morning. If you're in here this morning and you hear these words of his and of mine, and you need to repent this morning, then I give you the opportunity this morning that we could pray for you this morning. That you could make a choice from this day. I give you the opportunity this morning that if you need me to lay my hand on you this morning for a miracle or for a healing this morning, I would ask if there's an oil in the house. I would use the oil. And if not, I'd just lay my hands and believe God according to his word. Believe him according to his word. Not my word, but his word. So lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. Pray the prayer. So the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Today, whatever you want this morning is your choice. I give you the privilege. I give you the opportunity that you could do so today. I would pass the mic over to our pastor. And you have the choice to do, as I say.
and the words of this morning. Amen. I think, I think we heard what we needed to hear. Let's pray. And again, if you'd like to pray with Pastor Benny, he'd be available. And um, let's pray. Father, um, what I hear out of all of this for me is that whatever we need is found in the kingdom. And as we stay in the kingdom, we'll have protection, we'll have direction, and we'll have all the provisions. Everything that we need is found in the kingdom. So, Father, I pray that you would help each of us to, in our own way, according to your word and according to the power of Jesus, be able to stay focused on seeking first, seeking only, seeking always your kingdom. Help us to be kingdom-minded. Help us to be kingdom-empowered, Father. Help us to just be totally focused on your kingdom, knowing that everything we need will be added unto us. And in addition to that, you protect us from all the junk that we don't need. So, Father, um, just help us to stay focused on your kingdom. And I pray for these things in Jesus' name.